One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You can wish for it or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Let's work. These are the confessions of a workaholic. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coriel, and you are totally in for a treat today because we have a true boss in the building. This episode is brought to you by Work, Pray, Slay Weekend, which returns to ATL November 1st through 4th. For details on how you can attend the biggest and best women's weekend of the year, be sure to log on to WorkPraySlay.com. Now, today's guest, Kayla Walker, is a seven-time Emmy-nominated television host and producer. She's also the content creator of Life and Style. I am super excited to introduce her to all of my confessions listeners, and I know that you all are in for a treat. Kayla, are you ready to confess? Hey, I mean, yeah. (laughs) You ready to do this? Okay, so start by just, now I gave you like a quick introduction, um, but aside from like your accolades, what are the things that you are currently doing that you are passionate about, like the things that are actually going to be a part of the legacy you leave, not just necessarily the titles that you currently wear? Yeah, that's a really great question. I mean, I I feel really blessed in general to be doing what I do professionally and television hosting and producing and to be passionate about those things. A lot of people have jobs that simply pay the bills and sort of, you know, they thought they would only be doing for a minute and look up and it's been 10 years. But again, I feel really blessed to be passionate about what I'm doing. And television host producer sounds, you know, really sort of glamorous and look like, you know, glitzy, but um, when it comes down to it, I consider myself a storyteller, and whether that's telling my story or the stories of others who may not have a voice and need to have their stories told, um, yeah, at the heart of it, I just consider myself a storyteller, and I'm really passionate about the stories that I am sharing with others. 
So how did you manage to um, let it turn into, like, your purpose? Because a lot of us work jobs that we may start off excited about, but then the time goes on and reality sets in, and it doesn't really develop into um, a passion, but it really just ends up being like a paycheck. How do you really discover your calling instead of just letting it turn into a job or a title or just something to put on your resume? Yeah, I think, you know, like you said, um, for me, it's always been from the very beginning a passion, and it's been something that I was very much interested in. And I think you have to evolve and grow with um, not only the times, but with your your maturity, your skill set, your interests. And it has evolved. You know, originally I was just in a very traditional television setting telling stories, and it's evolved into including social media and working with digital platforms and telling stories in those ways that are not the traditional but are definitely the new norm and the new forms of media. And so for me, in allowing myself to evolve and naturally allowing my career to evolve, that's how my passion has remained and has not faltered in any way in what I'm doing. So speaking of evolution, like social media, Instagram, the whole live broadcast element um, and the way that we communicate has totally changed the way we do business, the way corporations are spending their marketing, you know, dollars. How has social media impacted you and your career, and how have you had to kind of evolve with it? And what advice do you offer for people who kind of turn their nose up to, like, technology or social media or the evolution um, or the direction that, you know, we are starting to go in. How have you had to keep up? And what what encouragement or advice can you offer for people who don't want to? Yeah, anyone that is not into social media, like, I mean, I don't even know what to say other than you have got to get with the times because it is, it's the new norm. It is the way to be in tune with what's going on around the world. Oftentimes, just today alone, people are not going to traditional news stations to get their news. They're getting it from Twitter or they're getting some, from some sort of news feed that's coming through on a digital platform. For me, uh, social media has been a tremendous help in my career because I'm based in New York City. Of course, New York City is one of the top markets in the television industry, but it's still a local market, and I was working for a local network. And once I tapped into you know, the World Wide Web, I opened myself up to the world and really was able to expose myself to a larger audience than that that was able to tune in to a local television network. And, I mean, really you look no further than Beyonce, right? Beyonce puts out an album digitally. She doesn't put it out traditionally when she's releasing new music. Um, They are doing stuff on a digital platform. So, again, for anyone that's like, oh, this digital is, I don't know, temporary, which at this stage in the game, it's, you can't even think that it's temporary or that it's space. It is here to stay. It's changing the way that we communicate. It's changing the way that we interact with people and just changing the landscape of um, communication overall. Absolutely, absolutely. What would you say is like one misconception about the industry, about, you know, television and media for someone who – thinks that it's something, you know, that they aspire to do. What's maybe one misconception aside from the fact that everybody just thinks it's glitz and glam and such a luxurious life? Um, but I think that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, because I that think it, yeah, everyone something. thinks it's glitz and glam, and it's you, not. You, and I, you, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, what were you going to say? 
you were doing like a um, red carpet. I can't remember which, which red carpet it was, but I remember you posting like people were harassing you to get these photos, when are you going to post, when are you going to post your look, and you're like, I'm working, like, what are you, you know, like, calm down, I got you, but I'm actually working, right. so what, so what do they think? That was the right, that was actually the Met Gala most recently, um, and people were like, yeah, we want to see your look, and I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a look, it's going to be a good look, but I, I got to do my job first, I got to do what I'm paid to do first, um, and I, and I think that's it, people think it's glitz and it's glam, and it's, it's a, just a show, and you know, oh, I get to, I get to, be in makeup and wardrobe, and it's like, mm, that is the last thing on the list because it really is work. And while, you know, it looks, again, really glamorous online and on television, if you will, there's a lot of work that goes in behind it. No one sees it when I'm up to, like, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning writing production notes or even researching, looking for the content that you're going to tell and share the stories that you want to tell, looking for those people, something that hasn't been done before, looking for new innovative ways to deliver a story. Like no one sees that. And I also encourage people to not just look again at the glamorous positions of, oh, I want to be in front of the camera, but to really explore. It's a whole industry and there are thousands of positions to be explored um, in the industry and people that we need in the room behind the camera that can green light projects and allow even more people to be involved. You look at someone like Ava DuVernay, who really needs no sort of introduction, amazing director, but she's behind the scenes and she's allowed so many other female directors to be in her position and open doors for so many who were not being received by the industry. And because she, as a woman of color, stepped into the position and pulled others along with her, you know, it's again, opened so many doors and that's not, the glamorous position, oh, I want to be on camera. You know, a director is, is a very lofty position as well, but it's, we need more of those. We need more of the writers. We need more of the executives. We need more of the marketing agents, the more of the, again, the people that are behind the scenes that really are the ones that are green lighting and giving the go for what you see in front of the scenes. So true, and putting other people in position. We need the people yeah. who are in position so that they can pull up a seat for, for you know, the next sister, the next brother. Absolutely, so, absolutely. That's how you get in. So with um, people thinking that it's glitz and glam, like I know it's not just us on social media, but I'm sure you got some homegirls who think, like, all you do is hang out with celebrities and have fun. <laughs> and, you know, just you're just living the life. Have you had any experiences where there may have been, like, a rift in a relationship because – Someone thought you were acting brand new. Somebody thought you were your priorities weren't where they should be. Some you were evolving in a different way, basically. I think one of the things that um, I enjoy talking about on this podcast so much is the way that our friendships change oftentimes once we start seeking success or once our priorities start changing. Um, a lot of times our friends don't evolve on the same schedule as us. So have you had any experiences where maybe your relationships have changed because of the work that you're doing or because of their perception of the work that you're doing? It's funny. I definitely have um, – I used to have a friend who always called me Hollywood. She's like, oh, you're so Hollywood now. And I'm like, girl, I'm just I'm just working. Like, But my work was completely different from her work. And so that would be sort of like a reoccurring joke between us. But I've never had any falling out, per se, but I definitely believe that as you grow – and mature and developing your journey, everyone cannot come with you because, you know, everyone is not meant to come along with you. And, again, not everyone grows at the same pace and not everyone evolves in the same way. And so what's really most difficult is 
the ability to make those decisions on letting go and moving on versus trying to hold on and being in some ways maybe stifled by what you're doing or where you're growing to. You really do have to understand, like, listen, everybody can't go with me. And as much as I love you, I love me more. Sorry. Got to go. So true. So, so true. And and I think a lot of times when we are having these conversations, when it comes to you and you're dealing with something like this, you start beating yourself up or you take it personal or you think it's you. But I really think that it's just a part of the process. Um, it is, like absolutely. Said, you don't have time to waste trying to explain yourself or trying to figure out what happened. Your time has to go into, you know, going after your goals and investing in the yeah. things, you know, that are going to bring you a return. And that's not Definitely. to say that you don't. That's not to say that you don't put effort in those relationships and try and make them work, but you got to figure out when you're sort of beating a dead horse or, you know, if you're the only one in the ring fighting for something. So, you know, again, in those situations, I think a lot of times the hardest decision is knowing when to make the decision what works for you and what doesn't and to be able to walk away from that. And, I, you know, I encourage people all the time to to really fight for your happiness and fight for what is going to give you joy in life. And I, I think something like fight for your happiness sounds so cliche, but, you know, just in this day and age we see so many people, a few people, very famous people who have taken their own lives. And, you know, and it's because you can get consumed by the pressures of society and just different things and, um, God forbid, depression. But, again, you know, when you consciously make these efforts to be happy, consciously make these efforts, to invest in yourself, consciously make these efforts to, again, do what makes you happy, ideally you'll come out on the upside because you're focused on yourself and how to be better versus all these other things around you and things that, when you look at the bigger picture, don't really matter at all. Absolutely, and I definitely think when you are focused on, um, like you said, fighting for your happiness and investing in your happiness, you're going to be better for the people around you as yes. well. So, And you might yes. inspire those people around you to be better for themselves. So, Yeah, it's crazy focused. how, like, I'm sorry. It's no, crazy how just, like, living your best life. Like, I mean, even for me, people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm so inspired by you. And I'd be like, girl, why? Like, <laughs> I'm not, like, I'm just, I'm just out here living my life, but in you living your best life, it's amazing how many people are inspired by that. And you just finding joy in the day-to-day and what makes you happy and, again, doing things that you are passionate about and excited about in life, it inspires people to be like, you know what, maybe I need to, in turn, look at myself, look at my life, my life and style, and see what I can do to be happy. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's mind-boggling to me all the time. Like, I many people are like, oh, my gosh, you live your best life. I'm inspired to live mine. I'll be like, yes, girl, go get your life. You only got one. Live it to the fullest. And, and, and your best life doesn't have to look like my best life, which Absolutely. I think is, has to be said because, yes, we're living our best lives, but I don't want to get on Instagram and think that because you are traveling the world, I got to be traveling the world. Or because right. you're doing X, Y, and Z. You know, you're flipping a house. I didn't think about 10 people yeah. asking flipping houses. I'm like, man, I right. can give me a house. But right. I, don't have to, I don't have to compare, you know, the things that my best life, yeah. what I even, how I define my best life with how you choose to live yours. I think that's so, Absolutely. so important. I always so, say comparison is a thief of joy. Like, don't do it. So true. Do not, do not so compare. True. And it's literally all we're doing all day long on social media. I mean, it's it's so hard not to do it, but you definitely right. have to figure out ways to be inspired 
without yes. you know feeling like you you are less than because you don't have the same as someone else. Like you say, you see people flipping houses. I see people doing all this solo travel, and I'm like, that's cute and all, but I ain't into solo travel. I need oh, to travel with either. somebody. Like, yeah, I'm not I about that life. about myself. Like, I'm not I'm about be that life. And kudos to you. <laughs> Great, awesome. I'm not about that life, and I'm not going to yeah. do it. You know, but people will have you in your feelings because of what they're doing. And I don't, again, I always tell people, like, the grass look green on the other side. You don't know what kind of shit. Putting on that grass to keep mm-hmm. it green. Stop comparing. Stop comparing. So true. So, so true. So how important have relationships been in your career? Would you say that you have benefited more from mentorship or partnership? I think I've probably benefited more from simply doing the work. And that's something that I talk about a lot and do the work. Like I do not have a traditional mentor. Um, It's something, not for lack of trying, but, it's just I've not had a formal mentor in any way. That doesn't mean that I don't have women in the industry that I look to for inspiration, motivation, and guidance in ways. Um, but for me, I've always said, you know, if you be mindful of your character, your reputation, watch this after itself. And that's really worked really well for me And just doing the work, being putting integrity in the work that I do and being mindful that I, again, am doing a job. I'm not just here for the picture, for the glitz, for the glam, but there's work to be done. And when I put forth that effort, that speaks volumes for me and allowing me to get more work and for people to hear about me. It's amazing. People are like, oh, I heard of you. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh, such and such knows who I am. How does she know who I Like, that, again, boggles my mind. But that, again, goes back to, listen, you be watch your character. Your reputation going to watch after itself. Okay, so first of all, that was definitely the best answer I've ever gotten. Excuse me, I don't. It wasn't no mentorship or partnership, baby. I do the work, and that is where it comes from. Okay, then. Um, but I was definitely going to ask you next about integrity because of the industry that you're in, and really any industry and anywhere in 2018. Like you, you got to act right because people are going to find out if you don't. But how important is your integrity, and and how um, how how do you keep it where it needs to be when your reputation means so much. Um, so, and I just mean that not, you know, obviously your, you know, I'm not talking about your morals and your values and your character, but when somebody wants to like take you there emotionally, for example, how do you keep yourself together across the board at all times professional to the T? Yeah, I've definitely been in those situations where I'm like, yo, if I wasn't on this red carpet, my man, we were like, it would have been a whole other situation. And I, I think, you know, I just, you just, you just can't, I don't even know. It's just something innate. You just like, you can't take it there. You know, you got to satisfy the client. You know, you're there to do a job. It's not personal. You got to keep it professional. Um, and you, you got to be able to check yourself sometimes like, oh, okay, note it, note it, next time won't be one. You know, it's just, I don't even know how you even maintain that other than, like, for me, it's just in, innate, and I don't know if it goes back to how I was raised. Like, you know, if there are some problems in the house, when you step outside that door, nobody knows what happened inside this house. You know, it's like what happens in the house stays in the house. And the same thing with, the you know, when you're working, like, you do the job, what happens on the job stays on the job. That's not personal. You can't take anything personal from someone that doesn't know you personally, right? And so you really have to check yourself and realize, okay, also, 
you're not about to turn me into a stereotype. Mm-hmm. I'm not about to be the neck twisting, finger snapping, you know, like you're not going to turn me into an angry black woman at all. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be your stereotype. Hi. No, I, no, I, no. Like I don't even, I don't even know how to, yeah, that, that. <laughs> not doing it. No, I'm not. And so I think for that, like that, you know, plays into how you don't allow people to take you out of your character, how you are able to maintain your integrity and also just in the work that you do, you want it to sort of, it's a reflection of you. It's also, it's, all, it's kind of like your signature and you want people to look at it and be like, oh, wow, that's, that's good work. You know, regardless if you are in front of it, behind it, whatever role that you play, you want it to be good work and speak for Love itself. It. So it's an A. If you was raised right, can nobody take you there. <laughs> nobody can make you a statistic unless you give them the power to do it. That's so true, though, because people will try you, and you can't control when and how people try you, but you can control how you respond to it. So Absolutely. I always say be a – don't be a reactor, be a responder, because when you react to something, it's like, oh, you know, you can react in a number of ways, but when you respond to something, that's a completely different thing than that reaction. Absolutely. So I want to talk a little bit about um, – and I hate, I kind of hate the term networking because I think it's so overused, but in making a first impression, let's say that when you walk into an event and you want to quote unquote work the room or, you know, there's someone there that you want to meet, you want to, you know, rub elbows with, what does that look like for you? What does that mean to you? What's like your strategy for someone listening who might be somewhat of an introvert, but they know that there's power in their people how, what advice can you offer um, to them for stepping into that room and making a good first impression? I'm not even going to lie. I feel like I still need to work on that. Like, I'm always like, oh, my gosh, this room is so <laughs> powerful. I don't know anyone in here. How do I do it? And I still get, I'm still an introvert in those situations. But what I will say is when you have connected, when you do connect with people, don't connect with people on a level of what do you do. And, you know, I, I hate the question, what do you do and what school did you go to? Because but then it, it sort of gauges the level of respect that someone wants to give you. Because, like, oh, you do that? Oh, well, let me, let me dig into you a little bit more versus it doesn't matter what I do, just getting to know someone, right? And I think trying to develop an organic, authentic relationship with someone. And it doesn't mean that you need to get to know them on a personal level, but what I do encourage people is, to not just network for the need of, you know, what I, what I want, what I need, but to really just sort of build your relationships and build that Rolodex, if you will, and to stay in contact with people. So once you've made that contact, follow up despite what you need. Just, hey, hey awesome to see you, wanted to check in with you, hope all is well, because what ends up happening is when an opportunity does come up with this person who you inevitably know what they do, they're going to think of you because you communicate with them just out of an authentic interest and a genuine, you know, again, a genuine interest in who they are and um, what they're doing. And so when you follow up in a very authentic, genuine way, like, hey, just wanted to say hi, hope all is well, um, just, you know, work on a new project, just want to share it with you, you stay at their mind when something comes up and they need someone like you for that. They're like, oh, well, Coriel just reached out to me a few weeks ago. I think she'd be great for that. Or like, wow, you know what? Kayla would be awesome for this because I always keep in contact with her 
And I, I'm not keeping in contact for the sole purpose of give me what I want, give me, give me, give me, I need, I need, I need. Because when it comes from that place, you oftentimes block yourself out of the the networking, you know, um, benefits, if you will, for just reaching out for the sole reason of I want what I want and I need what I need. Versus, hey, how are you? Hope all is well. Follow up. And I think that's the benefit of really utilizing a networking component. Man, it's so that was much. that was a really long answer, wasn't that it? That was good though. No, it was good. And you mentioned following up, which I feel like people don't talk about enough, um, because that's where I feel like the real power comes in. Because you're yes. meeting a million people, but literally one person is gonna follow yeah. up with you after an yeah. event, and you want to be that one person. Um, you'll definitely leave a lasting impression. So, okay, so solo travel is not your thing. Mine either. I tried it once, <laughs> and I can't get with it. But you do love to travel. So I do. One, um, one of my favorite interviews, I interviewed Rachel Hill. She's a full-time travel blogger, and, and I asked her why she thinks it's so, why travel is so important. And she talked about the lack of representation for black women around the world. That, mm-hmm. you know, she felt like people needed to see black women outside of just, you know, love and hip-hop. That stereotypical mm-hmm. American black woman. Why do you think that, traveling is so important? Why do people need to get out and see the world? Well, I will agree with what she said. I went to India one time, and they wanted to take pictures with us. And I was like, wait, why? Like, we're here to see, we're here to see the culture of this place. And they were, they were fascinated with us as black women, like, oh, my gosh, you do exist. Because like she stated, like, Rachel, you said her name is? Uh-huh. So often people have not seen black people outside of what the media um, portrays us to be or, you know, again, some stereotype that's been conveyed in some way. And so that's great to travel and show people that, listen, we do exist. We're not a stereotype. We're not a myth. We're not an urban legend or we're not all doing some crazy reality TV stuff, Um, that's great. But I think also more importantly than that, travel to just expose yourself to a world beyond that which you are familiar with, to just see different cultures, to really expand your horizons, and, again, to really go beyond what you know. Because, you know, same way they don't know us, we don't know a lot of what's happening in the world. It's so funny when you travel, like, they know our president's name like that. I mean, before they'd be like, oh, Mr. Obama, Mr. Obama. And I'd be like, I don't even know your, I don't even know if you got a president, a dictator. Like, I don't even know what you have, much less his name. But they know everything about us. Um, So, again, it's really important, I think, just to expose yourself to that, to learn new cultures, expand your horizons, and see the world because it's more than this little bubble that we live in. There's so much to be seen and explored. And I just, I really love the newness of it all and really making those memories and creating moments in places like that. Um, And it's so funny, when I travel, like, I'm not buying no souvenirs. I'm like, nope, you need to travel there yourself. I take really great pictures. Those are my souvenirs. Like, I have these memories that can't be replaced with, I don't know. A T-shirt. A a little trinket, right, a little magnet (laughs) or a shot glass. No, you need to go. That is so So true. so, so true. It's so easy to, to just think that the way you do things is the only way to do them. And, you know, like like you say, you get caught up in the American bubble of thinking that your way is the best way and nobody else, 
you know, what everybody else is doing doesn't matter, but it's so much going on around the world so that you just have to Absolutely. see. And pictures don't do it justice. Like, you've got to no. experience it for yourself. No. It's, okay. I mean, pictures are nice, but to experience it for yourself is very surreal. It's like, oh, wow. This, like, the sights, the sounds, the smell. You can't get that, the sound and the smell in a picture. Right. Exactly. Okay, so before I let you go, Kayla, you mentioned that all the recent tragedies and, you know, a little bit about mental health. How important is self-care to you and what is, like, your go-to self-care routine? Like, are you a mani-pedi massage kind of girl? Is it just a good book, maybe some meditation? What is that thing for you that is, like, your go-to when you know that you need some me time? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I have this thing called Slay for Life that I created with my trainer, which, you know, Slay sounds all cool, like, us, girl, you got to slay. But Slay for us stands for start loving all of yourself. And when you do that, you know, we do it in a very inspirational fitness, um, motivational movement way. But when you just start loving all of yourself for who you are and what you are not, really things start to fall into place. And across the board, professionally, personally, emotionally, just across the board, you find that things will start falling into place. And for me, you know, that is a part of my self-care, indulging in that Slay for Life program. But also I indulge in self-care every single day. And it's whether it's hanging out with my girlfriends, having a good kiki, laughing up, happy hour, or, you know, I'm not one of those women. A lot of times women only do massages for an occasion. Like, oh, I'm going to get a massage for my birthday. Oh, I'm going to get a massage. Because, I don't know, you know, special time of the year. And I'm like, no, I'm going to get a massage like every other week. So I am a huge proponent of self-care, and I indulge in it in any way that I see fit on a day-to-day, week-by-week, month-to-month basis. Um, And it's just really important, again, to really invest in yourself, whether it's emotionally, financially, um, professionally. Like, Self-care is so critical in all aspects of life, and I encourage all women to really indulge in themselves. It does, you know, whether, again, it's for you, it's working out, whether it's a massage, whether it's a manicure, but to really take that time for you because when you are good, everything else will be good. When you start loving all of yourself, everything else will fall into place and be all the better because you are better. So, so true. Kayla, I have truly, truly enjoyed this conversation, and I know that my listeners appreciate all of these gems that you have been dropping. Can you please let them know where they can find you online and how they can connect with you on social media? Yes, please follow me on all social media platforms. It's Kayla Walker, K-E-L-A Walker. Sounds like a K-A-Y-L-A, but it's K-E-L-A. Yeah, Kayla Walker across the board. Please follow me. Let's chat, girl. Let's kiki. I love it. This has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic and to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want if you are willing to do the work. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.